G'day guys, welcome to this week's Hash It Out. This is CW and joining me uh, once again, we have Noah and Armenio and a special guest Sisyphus today. How are we gentlemen? Doing well. Doing good. Doing good, thanks for having me. Yeah, no no problems whatsoever. Great to have you on. Um, I think we're going to start things off this week just in regards to sort of community engagement and uh, sort of a number of things we can talk about there. Um, Ergo seen some nice growth, both both in sort of the DAP side of things, the development, but then also community growth as well. I'd like to say um, seeing sort of active channels on Discord and uh, throughout um Reddit, Telegram, all our sort of social sides of things. It's all looking pretty good. Uh, there's a number of metrics that we sort of looked at um, at the end of last year, beginning of this year. And um, there's somewhere upwards of around, I think it was about 5 million uh, messages being sent across uh, the Discord and Telegram. Um, obviously, with the Reddit side of things, we constantly rank up around the 25 as well, um, top 25 projects in the crypto industry as well. So we're up there with some big hitters in that respect with the engagement uh, on Twitter, um, the impressions. I think it was up around 10 million thereabouts. So uh, we've got a nice big engaged, in commu- uh, engaged community. So let's hash that out a little bit today. Sure. Well, I, I think to start, right, uh, with with the whole crypto industry, um, you know, we have some projects that exist that I would say are very, very, very top heavy, right, to where I don't even know if they have a community. Uh, you know, they are able to buy market access, um, you know, and so that gives them some ability to, you know, have their asset liquid on markets. Uh, usually you'll have a foundation or, you know, select group of people that really make all the high level marketing decisions, partnerships, uh, oftentimes kind of control the narrative. And there's not a lot, there's not a lot of room left for anybody to come in and kind of make it their space. Right. And and one thing I've always hoped uh, with Ergo, and I think we're doing really well with, is having a neutral network with an op- open economy on top to where anybody can come in and create their own business, their own narrative, their own goals, their own outcome without having to, uh, let's say, uh, ask permission or, you know, kind of need a central entity to direct them. Um, so. I would say we definitely skew towards that side of the spectrum. Sometimes it's the point where it's chaotic, like things pop up and who's doing that? And nobody knows, right? Yeah, some new person's popped in and all of a sudden, uh, look at Ergflip, for example, um, just jumped in straight away. They've got a dap up and running, or oh, an app up and running, sorry. Um, yeah, it just caught everyone sort of by surprise there. Um, one thing I sort of still laugh a little bit um, in regards to sort of you see people pop up every now and then in the channels and the socials and basically say, who do I ask to go and do this um, or like so-and-so or whatever, but by all means, just jump in and take it by the reins and make it your own. Yeah, it, it becomes challenging, um, especially with the whole partnerships thing, uh, just because most outside entities um they want a central person to speak to uh and if you get a community member that tries to facilitate some kind of um partnership or outside um integration of some kind a lot of the time you'll end up with their team just saying okay but can you put us in touch with the ergo team uh you're a community member but we need to speak to the ergo team and <laughs> it's 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 really challenging um yeah i i don't i don't have an answer it's something that i'm still dealing with you know but uh over time i think as the foundation becomes less and less important um you know we'll we'll see less of that being a problem or not it's not even a problem it's just like that's not what we want ergo to be you know yeah you'll often see dan constantly say who's the guy (laughs) yeah exactly um the ergo team (laughs) yeah but ultimately being a decentralized ecosystem like ergo um 
there's there's numerous sort of projects throughout the industry as well who are not just only sort of decentralized but also have sort of no foundation and things like that but there is centralized actors within the community and everything like that that two people do do approach and discuss and things um but yeah i definitely uh well you know this firsthand noah um it's just an interesting sort of perspective to be to see it firsthand as well and um, someone always looking for that central entity to be able to sort of ask questions and engage with and things like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. How do we break that down? I guess uh, having sort of those collaborations and everything like that, where we've got um, co-ops like Sigma Nauts, for instance, where we do have an organization there where um, people can approach, I guess, but yeah, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. I could see a world where Sigma Nauts could fill that role. Um, you know, eventually once, <laughs> the foundation if if or when the foundation goes away uh and that's that's my speculation that's that's nobody saying it's going to happen or anything but uh and then somebody comes looking for some central actor when there literally isn't one you know that's that's when we figure out what to do next but uh adam you're you're a pretty active sigmonauts community member um and you've done a lot of organizing in the community for different events and things like that. So uh, I would love to hear your your perspective on your experience um, organizing, whether it's uh, community members or um, yeah, what, what that relationship with the Ergo Foundation. Uh, what 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 has your experience been like there? Um. I think, you know, for me and, and for a lot of people um, coming into the community, like you guys said, there's a, a lot of ecosystems and change. There's central figures or entities that people look to for development, for marketing, um, and for general direction of the program, um, whether that's miners um, or those that are actually engaging in the ecosystem with dApps and whatnot. Um, and, and we see that a lot. And, you know, I experienced that myself and it was kind of, you know, taken aback by, by not finding it or feeling as though it's, you know, absent from any kind of engagement. So I think just um, by just doing my own research and engaging with the community on Twitter little by little, um, you get to see um, just that, that general sentiment among the Aeronaut community um, of wanting to you know, not necessarily shill a project, um, but to educate um, and to point people in a direction that they were, you know, kind of already seeking going. Um, and, and that's one thing that really attracted me to the ecosystem and, and seeing, you know, how collaborative it was. Um, and, and I think that's important, um, you know, to really build up community. And, and we see in a lot of different system ecosystems, um, it, it's very combative. Um, you know, it's closed source, um, profit driven, and, and, you know, community is built around, you know, profit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think, you know, it's hard to sustain a community uh, when that's the main motivator, especially in times like this. Um, and so, you know, getting into the manifesto, um, and, and, and seeing how the community kind of rallied around that philosophy and seeing it play out in the ecosystem. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's easier to build community in those circumstances and in, and in that environment. Um, and, and so that's something that's always interested me and in, in being involved in with Ergo, um, talking to people and seeing that, um, you know, a lot of our community isn't devs. Um, or artists or those that can actively build in the ecosystem, you know, but they understand that philosophy um, and, and it speaks to them and they want to contribute, you know, and that's something, you know, I felt and, you know, I think through prior conversations, Noah, that's something, you know, you felt as well, you know, you're in the same, same boat. Yeah, all of us here, uh, I think, really. Yeah. And so, you know, you hear, you know, you know, Kusti say, you know, take as much control of the ecosystem as you can, right? And, you know, so, you know, it comes down to, you know, finding the things that, that connect with you and, and, 
and kind of trying to fill the gaps in the ecosystem. Um, and so that's what kind of led me to the Sigma Knots and, and kind of, you know, what they were doing. Yeah. One thing oh, yeah. I, I like about the Ergo community as well is um, you can participate on any level that, that you see fit and that you wish. Um, so whether you're just an investor or just a community member, you just want to come in and just um, just discuss what's going on in the ecosystem, just keep a little update, um, whether that's sort of public facing or you just want to do it sort of um, on the sly, just lurking in channels. Uh, but then also you can dive right in, you can jump jump into the um, Ergonauts channel, uh, the Sigma Nauts if you wish, um, drive that sort of program forward. But yeah, anything in between as well. So um, one thing that sort of stands by me as well, especially in this bear market is uh, anyone can be anywhere in the ecosystem in the industry as well. So we've got a couple of pretty unique channels, um, the Gulag and, and Baseless. Uh, venture over there if you're mm -hmm. deaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of Joe's favorite places. Um, I, I stay away. But we have developers from other ecosystems, community members from other ecosystems. People are always still here at Gulag and Baseless, whether who knows what they're talking about at times, but they're still here in the Ergo ecosystem and discussing things and, and being active here in our sort of ecosystem. So I think that's pretty telling as well. P2P um, networks are messy, right? And then there's a certain beauty to that, in my opinion. Uh, it's like, I don't know, you, you can look at a free market economy, right? It's messy. You do kind of get, let's say, areas that are more built around one industry or idea, and you kind of get subculture. And, you know, uh, that's not something that I think is goes well when it's directed top down, right? It just grows organically. And Hopefully, um, you know, there are at least some principles involved that, you know, uh, allow it to kind of flourish in terms of how people respond. But, you know, it's it's always based on voluntary cooperation at that point. Right. And my hope long term is just, you know, if we stick to uh, open source principles, a lot of the tools that one subset of the economy builds and uses then can become universal, right? And so everybody has an opportunity to take advantage of that if they're able. And hopefully, um, you know, over time, we get the educational tools in place that if someone wants to be able, they'll have a path to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, and anyone can kind of pick up the reins as well, like especially on that in that perspective um, on the educational front. Um, I think last year the team put out upwards of a hundred sort of um, blog posts or news posts as well on the website. So there's there's so much information out there that people get directed to and things, um, especially on on video fronts and things like that as well. So um, being able to sort of take that and even as a community member and and depending on your level of engagement, whether you want to do sort of um, tutorial writing or anything like that. There's so much information out there that anyone can sort of jump on anything and engage in any which way they want. Yeah, and I'll just give a quick uh, advertisement for for uh, Marty from Ergopad and Pydea. I think they're looking for content writers. And I think it may be paid. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. But um, yeah, there's lots of room for opportunity for contribution in the, the community and the ecosystem. Um, Something I wanted to ask you guys is what, what makes a good community, you know, like what, what drives a good community to, to gather and stay strong, um, in times of, I, you know, this is beyond just crypto even, but like right now things are pretty bleak <laughs> for, for the industry that we're in. And yet, um, you know, we're all still here. A lot of us are, you know, some have gone, some will probably come back when things are more profitable, but um, we have a pretty strong community. And uh, yeah, what, how, um, like you said, Joe, you, you can't fake that top down. So yeah, no, is it just, well, um, I, you know, I, I look at it, I, I look at it like, let's, let's just say in, in life off chain, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one, I don't think that you can always have a single community because then you always have some single ideology that's dominant. 
right? And and I think that oftentimes it's more instead of looking at what ideology needs to be dominant, you have to kind of look at it from the bottom. What ideology is shared, right? You know, like you can use the example, like if I can, I have neighbors, right? If I can eat with them, I can drink with them, I can talk with them, I can have a good time with them. Um, you know, we have, we can bond, right? Uh, you know, versus if we connect and the first thing is this top down, like ideology, do you believe what I believe? You know, do you agree with everything I agree with? Uh, it's very hard to get to just kind of the, uh, let, let's say, base commonality between humans, right? And, and so, you know, in a way, I think that if we try to, like, make a singular mold, um, you know, the, that's kind of, I don't want to use the word religious, but I'm going to use the word religious here. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I think it's appropriate. Because, yeah, it's, it's somewhat appropriate. I, I think it's just a matter of saying, okay, well, what common bonds do we share? Right? And how do we build on that? I think that's the brilliance of, you know, the manifesto, uh, right? And, and kind of defining that purpose. And, and you know, it, it's not a, a short-term solution. And, you know, and so connecting with something like that and seeing uh, the need for it, um, you, your mindset is kind of committed to a long-term. And, and, and in doing so, um, I your approach to community and who, who you interact with, how you interact with those people, I think is, is a little bit different than when you're looking to, you know, just come in and, 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 you know, find the dip or bounce and, and cash out um, and move on to the next project. So, you know, for me and, and for a lot of the people, you know, I've interacted with in the community, that's, that's always the thing that, you know, everyone points back to um, that seems to be, you know, what we rally around yeah on a on a basic level i think the principles and everything that ergo has um and sort of instilled into the community um just having that sort of open approach and and decentralized aspects um being fair and everything like that as as well um it, it does in my opinion sort of attract a like-mindedness in that respect um that's not to say that everyone has the same ideology as well like i think we've got some really dispersed um, and diverse uh, discussions that we have and and robust discussions and things along that line as well. And I think it's healthy for the community to have different perspectives and everything like that, whereas um, you're not sort of having that sort of cult of personality and following blindly from the top, top up, uh, from the top down, sorry. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's cool to watch and, and see the ecosystem evolve, especially over the last couple of years that I've been in here. Yeah, I think the key is that... Uh... You know, looking at the Ergo Manifesto and the the values that are, are common in our ecosystem, I think the key is that you can disagree with it, and you know you don't you could still build something on Ergo and it would be okay. You know, it's like um, it isn't it doesn't have to be um, one particular way, and because that's the case it's it's like a somehow like a weird inverse thing where because anybody can do anything there's a certain trust that uh, or not trust but just like community value of uh not doing those things do you know what i mean <laughs> it's like uh it's like the community's good at calling out bullshit even though yeah. people can come and make bullshit if they want to my goal in in a lot of what I've done in terms of like media and getting on video, which I'm actually not the biggest fan of, has always been to uh, try to promote a fair game, right? And and to me, that's what that's why open source code is needed. That's why a lot of you know assumptions need to be open. That way, everybody around the world that wants to participate has a fair game, right? there will be winners and losers whenever you're talking about money and trading and, um, you know, investing on any, uh, in any sense, you're going to have winners and losers. But the reality is I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of places around the world where people don't feel like uh, they're given a fair shake or a fair game in life, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, the economy, like tomorrow or this week, anyway, you know, the fed gets together, they make a decision 
And then those seven people just change the rules of the game and everybody downstream has to react. Um, so, you know, ha having at least some sense of, uh, I don't know, fairness, like uh, the rules are what they are. You know, if the code is open, the risks are understood. Um, you know, it, it gives people a much greater chance to create stability than, you know, especially in areas where, you know, let's say uh, the economies of the world, you know, you can look at some that are, you know, quite unstable. You know, you could look at the lira in Turkey and how it's, you know, inflating at a rapid rate. You can look at uh, Lebanon as an example, their banking system collapses. If you're in that economy, that's not a fair game. And uh, I, th I think there's a lot of people out there that would simply wish to have access to a game where the rules are at least the assumptions are known and you know then they take risk based on that rather than you know the entire board is unstable mm -hmm. i think the cool part about that too is um because the the foundational principles that you're, you're talking about where things are open and fair is that um you know, people will come and invest in Ergo and it it attracts a certain kind of, uh, you know, people, people appreciate that the thing that they're investing in is built on fairness. And even if they're not technically minded, um, it, we see it over and over again that, you know, people get passionate in this community because they value the values that our community has. And um, it creates a really positive feedback loop where people get introduced into the community. They like what they see. They want to get engaged. And it just keeps going, you know? That's, um, it, it's not only good for, um, you know, financial fairness, but it, it, it just tends to attract um, people that want to contribute to something good. And, um, yeah, we, we see that a lot in our community. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been in the, the industry now for, for a long time and been in my sort of fair share of different communities and, and jumping into different channels and some I've lasted about 30 seconds just looking at someone's, um, like say telegram or discord or something and basically go yep not this isn't for me just because you have that whole moon boy sort of crazed side of things and there's others where there's no substance whatsoever just talking about price and things like that where in our community there's not too much of that discussion um like obviously when things are hot things are hot and if you jump into baseless then you'll see all kinds of things but in the trading channel it's not it's not too much versed around price. And I think that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. You see, you see a lot of that, you know, I, like, I don't know. On, on one hand, the crypto industry is, is uh, in a way it's just as diverse as, you know, as network of P2P <laughs> networks should be to where like on one hand you have something like bonk, Right, we have we have a new dog coin, and everybody gets some, and then I almost you know, spat out my water. Yeah, there's just madness, right? I don't I don't know it. I don't understand it. I've always said that you know I would rather go to a casino because the drinks are free than, than <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you know, and then on the other hand, you have like people saying, okay, well, what if we could use proof of work to equalize energy markets and stabilize energy grids and you know, you have you have a totally different aspect of of thinking in terms of like how could we use this technology to, um, you know, change money, and then on the other hand we have the bonkers, right? And <laughs> they coexist, and it's 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 you know it's kind of beautiful, it's kind of madness. Uh, I don't I don't know what quite to make of it sometimes. But... Yeah. I like to see the beauty in it personally. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about that. Uh, I know you're you're pretty interested in the the NFT community out, uh, and 
I know on this show we've we've made some some jokes about how silly the NFT community is, but um, I really respect how um, personally invested, not not financially speaking, but um, you you really do a lot for the NFT community and you care about all the artists and um, you know I think we can all agree that there's some craziness that goes on in the NFT community with rocks and dick butts and all that, but there is some really cool artistry and beauty. And, um, I know you appreciate that a lot and I'd love to hear about your thoughts about it all. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, NFTs, you know, hold a lot of potential, um, you know, that we haven't really even unlocked yet, you know, as an industry and certainly, you know, as an ecosystem, um, However, you know, one of, you know, the low-hanging fruit um, utilities, if you will, um, of NFTs um, is artwork, um, you know, and I've always appreciated um, the arts in, in many forms, whether it's performance arts, visual arts, um, whatnot, and I think, you know, having an avenue for artists to, you um, have greater ownership of their work um and you know not just in the initial sale but over the longevity of the creation um i think empowers artists in a way that you know these communities um haven't always been empowered um you know a lot of communities especially you know here in the u.s i live in miami which likes to portray itself as a vibrant um arts city however getting funding um you know for these institutions um these nonprofit institutions is, is always difficult so um there's a lack of commitment to it um and so you know that's something that you know i always wanted to promote from the beginning is the opportunity for these artists um to utilize the blockchain to further you know their work and their creations um and we do we have some amazing artists in ergo who even without the blockchain would be producing you know great work um so um i would love to continue promoting that and to continue you know have more artists onboarded into the ecosystem and and have it be known for a vibrant art community um you know however you know with that personal goal i don't think that's the only or even the best way that nfts can be utilized um and so you know i think there's a lot of tooling um and and work that can be done um in the ecosystem um i love you know what daniel and zengate is doing you know in that front i'm eagerly awaiting ergo names um you know gaming there's a slew of games that are just around the corner that I'm just itching to try out and, um, you know, and there's going to be more on the horizon. So, you know, I think the versatility of them um, combined with um, the EUTXO model, um, you know, provides a lot of exciting opportunities. And I think when you have the underlying layer of a fair tokenomics or a fair economy that it's built upon, combined with, you know, the community that, you know, we always reference, um, you know, I think there's a lot of possibilities there. And, and also, I think, you know, NFTs drive community. It onboards a lot of users. It's something that people can um, relate to either visually or um, through some sort of utility. Um, and I think that it's, you know, kind of that introduction to the ecosystem. So, um, you know, people make fun of it, um, you know, if, I do too, because you know you're you know a lot of times you're you're spending thousands of dollars on what essentially is JPEG images, and and I probably spent the first year of my you know time in Ergo not spending a dime. Um, you know there wasn't a whole bunch of options to spend it on, but um, you know I couldn't understand how people would let go of their precious Ergo for an Ergo sore or an Ergnome. As cool as they looked, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. But, um, you know, being engaged in the community, seeing how passionate the artists are about their work, um, you know, it just, it motivates me and it makes me want to help spread 
you know, what they're doing to the, to the greater community. And, and maybe once I find my voice a little bit more to, to the larger, you know, um, crypto ecosystem and, and really, you know, help um, support efforts that are onboarding more artists. Nice awesome. little initiative that you put together also is the NFT awards. Can you give us a little bit of an update on how that's sort of running? Yeah, it's running great. I was actually just you know checking on it. I was curious how I was going. And you know, there's a few categories that already have, you know, a couple hundred votes total. Um so yeah, just like in the past year, you know, I saw a lot of growth in, in the NFT community, a lot of new artists, uh, a lot of new developments. And so um, you know, as we kind of rounded out the year and and, and in a, a lull market wise, I wanted to you know, kind of take the opportunity, um, you know, kind of recognize that work and and kind of keep momentum going for a lot of these projects and encourage them as, you know, a lot of them are, instead of before, on the brink of, you know, making big releases um, or updates to, to existing projects. So, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, kind of capture the community sentiment uh, while at the same time, you know, showing the projects, um, you know, that the community is kind of behind them in, in a way. So like the nominations, um, the final voting, even, you know, the cost of, you know, shipping awards out to, to the winners, you know, it's, it's all come from the community. So um, kind of goes back to, you know, what I mentioned earlier about, you know, that the NFT community being a vibrant one and, and kind of a, a, a good microcosm of the larger Ergo ecosystem, but, one that I feel is more active on a regular basis and, and, and kind of underutilized in the larger ecosystem. Yeah, the 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 erg cube voter is pretty slick. I gotta give a shout out to HQ for that. He's done a really great job on that website. And I remember in the beginning he was nervous that he was gonna make me mad because it, he was trying to do something <laughs> similar to Sigmaverse. I was like, hell no, dude, like it's the whole point of this thing is do whatever you want make it better than what we've got so that we should be better, you know? Uh, and he's done a great job and, um, the, the voter is really cool. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him for doing that for you guys. Yeah. He's, you know, he is, you know, one of the more active community members that, you know, I kind of see on a regular basis, whether it's, uh, kind of voicing his opinion on things, but, you know, also reaching out to projects, you know, taking the initiative, finding out ways that, that he can help them, you know, in, in a lot of this, you know, similar ways that, that I'm talking about, you know, just finding out ways you can help. And, and he has a lot more talent than I do and, and put up Aircube and, you know, he's helped you know me a lot on graphics and banners and, um, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm doing as well as, you know, many other projects. So, um, you know, Aircube, it's, it's been a work in progress and it's been, you know, kind of great watching him find his, uh, find his rhythm with it. Cause I know for a while he was looking for, you know, ways to really kind of make a difference in the ecosystem and, um, just kind of through helping out here and there, um, uh, really kind of found how he can do it. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. And I think it, it'll be a great tool, um, you know, for seasoned ergonauts and, and, and new ones alike to really, you know, have mm -hmm. a snapshot of a lot of the things happening in the ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. If, if, if you're interested, head over there and check out the website. It's a um, yeah, great source of information uh, for basically projects and tokens, NFTs, uh, content creation, all kinds of bits and pieces. So nice little sort of community resource there. Um, interesting that he reached out anyway. No, it's kind of sort of touches on what we spoke about a little bit earlier in the um, in this episode about sort of asking permission and things like that. So yeah, nice mm -hmm. little insight there. Yeah, it's, think... it's good good to call it out every once in a while. Every you know uh, thing that comes from the Ergo Foundation that's on the Ergo you know YouTube channel that's uh, Ergo Media. Feel free to reuse it. It's open source. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even if you want to take my videos and make fun of me, I don't care. Yeah, you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, reiterate Especially when you're well. making a good thing, you know? It's like, you don't need the to The worst I would do is change the background. 
Like, I, I don't know if that's like a real back, if that's like your real living room or if that's like a <laughs> one of those Zoom background options that no, I didn't real. see. Real. That's my living room. Like <laughs> my dog at my feet, my living room. Uh, as I've never seen the plant move and I'm just. <laughs> yeah, see? Look at Noah. <laughs> you know, uh, if you could, Joe, do me a favor and just, mm -hmm. you know, take a snapshot of the background once we're done and share that image so I can upload it as an option for my Zoom meetings. Right. I would love to have a meeting where it's just everyone's <laughs> has the, the famous Joe background. Yeah, the next the next hash it out, we're all gonna be in Joe's living room. It's like you and uh, QX CW. Like, oh my yeah, goodness. well, um, yeah. If you don't know, okay. QX flew out to Australia at the beginning of the week, and we filmed one of the Sigma <laughs> um, updates. So uh, the Sig update. So that was great to have him here, and it was um, yeah, fantastic. It was only yeah. a short visit though. It's open source. Everybody can have it. <laughs> oh let the cat out of the bag out of the bag um actually one thing i did have a laugh at um it was one of the amas where uh i think dan joined or something like that and it threw your screen off and someone's actually made that a a little oh, gif of you peeking head. around <laughs> <laughs> I think like, yeah. i've seen oh, that too it's pretty good yeah of all the content and everything that's all being produced and stuff like that, I just see this little Armenia head pop up out of nowhere. Outside <laughs> <laughs> doing videos at like 6 a.m. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Take a while for the copy to kick in. Well, now we're completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're back um, to normal. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, um, where are we talking about? NFTs? It's so hard to gauge the value of culture, right? Because it's it's something that connects. Um, music has the ability to connect people. Art has the ability to connect people. And it will connect different people in different ways, right? And, and that is something that's, I don't know how to like fake that. It, it just kind of happens. You're listening to music, something hits you. Or you're, you know, looking at something and it moves you, right? It, it's hard to. That's the beauty of it, though, you know, um, you know, what you connect with, you know, I might find rubbish or might find pointless. You know? So, um, you know, that's that's the beauty of art. You know, there's some collections, you know, um, that I just don't get, but sell tremendously, you know, and there's others that I think are just brilliant work that will sit on the marketplace completely undervalued month after month after month so you know it's 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 community it's um you know utility it's uh, marketing you know that thing that's one thing um that a lot of projects and artists could couldn't really work on is kind of promoting themselves tooting their own horns you know um you know spreading what they're doing um but a lot of them, you know, they don't have the time, knowledge, confidence to do so. Um, they just want to, you know, put their heads down and create, um, you know, and I respect that. So, you know, that's kind of why I try to do a little bit that I, that I try to do as well. Um, but yeah, just, it, it's hard to value. I hope that I did an okay job in valuing them <laughs> um, for, for my sake, because <laughs> mm -hmm. I am um, on, on top of time, I am financially invested as well. So, um, but again, I, I like to support projects. I like to support those that are that are making the blockchain viable for users like me. Um, and even if it's just to go on Sky Harbor a few times a day, check their tweet or Discord, um, you know, it keeps me active in the community. I like seeing updates. I like seeing, um, you know, what people are doing. And I see Noah's always in, the, in a lot of the same chats I visit getting updates. Um, and, you know, more times than not, they're all active and, you know, just ready for more releases. The funny thing about uh, NFT culture, 
um, like you mentioned the marketing aspect and unfortunately I think the the state of the industry that we're in tends to value the marketing of artwork more than the artistic value of itself for for its own sake um, and like in the, I love that in the ergo community we have a lot of artists that produce like one of one artworks um, I think it's I think it's really special honestly you know it's like I would much rather own a unique piece of artwork that somebody put hours and hours of time into um, rather than an AI generated thing or um, not, not, you know, it all has its place. And I know we have AI artists and we have um, like the, the algorithmically generated ones. Um, but it's a funny thing how the market tends to value uh, projects that are not the one of one artworks. Um, yeah, it, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the time it's like, at least in other ecosystems like Solana or, or Ethereum, or even on Cardano, it's like people will pile into one big project, they watch the price go up, they sell the top, and they wait for the next project, they do it all over again, rinse and repeat over and over again. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of bums me out because there's a lot of really fantastic art artists that are out there that are trying to do cool stuff. Um, but right now the market kind of does its thing and hopefully long term we see more respect for hard hardworking artists and people that really are just trying to be creative. Yeah, you'll see that often as well, especially in even traditional markets like with physical art and things like that. There's a yeah. whole speculative side where people just flip art and just have absolutely no idea or who or have an interest in the person who produced it or anything like that. And then others who just die hard um, all over the artist, love everything about them, or someone who just walks past a shop and sees some artwork hanging on a wall and go, I need that because it's just hit me like um, Joe was saying sort of on the cultural side. Um, yeah, it sort of takes everyone and um, especially like you just uh, mentioned, no um, one big aspect especially in crypto is that whole speculative side in regards to NFTs as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crypto can be a weird industry sometimes where it's like, uh, I don't want to say the squeakiest wheel gets the grease, but sometimes the squeakiest wheel gets the grease. And I don't know, a lot of the times it's like social media tends to push people to extremes to where they compete for attention. And so then they get more and more and more ridiculous. Um, and I, I don't know, I I see that sometimes on, you know, let's say like Twitter, where, you know, personally, I call it the bluebird asylum, because I don't know, I live in the mountains, and I just kind of look at how people interact with each other, and I'm scratching my head thinking, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people that, um, it's like desperation to try to pump their bags, and it, I don't know. I've seen so much of it for so long that it just kind of makes me depressed now. <laughs> You're immune. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but um, that's the way of things, I suppose. Yeah, especially when, when people are heavily invested and may not have trading knowledge and things like that. And with the turnaround, like who sort of know or knew what was going to happen at the start of last year and um, sort of geopolitical crap happened and fallouts like with Luna and who knows what what else. We all sort of discussed basically everything at length that's happened um, over the last year. Um, so people get caught up, heavily invested, um, worried about their bags and portfolios down, I don't know, X percent. And um, some people, you see sort of, like you said, with the, the desperation side of it, um, they get caught up and, um, may not necessarily see a way out, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting sort of take there. Me personally, I think like, uh, you know, this year, one thing I'm looking forward to is music, NFTs. Uh, I don't know. 
as a human, you're like, it's always, I've always enjoyed just like putting on the headphones when I need to and, you know, kind of going into whatever zone that is. Uh, so that's one thing that I, I hope, uh, you know, we see some grass meat roots, uh, you know, musicians and kind of culture form. Um, and hopefully, you know, at least, uh, you know, quiet days on the bear market, we have good music, right? Well, just on that, also we can shout out to Rero. I think he's going to be one of the first artists signed on on Liquid, maybe. Uh, no, Wait, for of, real? He uh, he put out something earlier. I think it was Joe. Was it um, you mentioned could probably be made, put on Liquid made, Audio? Made, uh, yeah, when when the auction house first came out, like oh uh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I was I was always hoping for music, you know, just because eh, you know why not? Yeah working in front of a screen, having people, you know, that are all connected in chats. It's a great way to share music, right? And, uh, you know, Riro stepped up. Riro the hero. He made a rap song. I think he was, he covered, oh, he covered Biggie, I think. It was so good. <laughs> and it was so good. Shock. Oh, my goodness. Do we know who owns that? I don't know who owns that, but it's classic. I wish it was me. I yeah. wish I had bought it. <laughs> we'll have to try and hunt it down. If anyone knows who owns that, yeah, give a shout out. Back in the beginning of uh, when I was first getting into the Ergo community, I made a few audio NFTs as well. Yeah. Um, I remember you made one on, I think it was Charles's speech or something along those lines. Yeah, it was like Charles shilling Ergo, basically. I was like, ah, oh, that's... That's something I can make into an NFT, and uh, it was fun. It was like it was a good learning experience uh, on how to mint an NFT, and um, uh, yeah, I, I hope we see a lot more of that. You know, I, I work in audio, and um, I think I think there's a lot of room for disruption in the entertainment industry. Um, I think there's a lot of resistance <laughs> from yeah. the powers that be, but um, you know, you look at the streaming world. Spotify uh, is a really shit deal for small artists, and um, you have platforms like Bandcamp that offer a little bit more grassroots community around musicians. Um, but I think even they take a small cut, and I, I you know, it's. It's not like they're going to have like a, a royalty structure like you you can with NFTs. So, um, yeah, that's always been kind of a, a hopeful fantasy of mine that one day um, the entertainment industry will embrace NFT technology. And um, I think in the meantime, we'll get a lot of cash grab NFTs from Warner Brothers and um mm -hmm. capital records and like all the all the big players will see them try to cash in on the the hype but um you know i think we'll get there long term and in the meantime we'll have uh some small sort of grassroots efforts pop up like um swamp audio what they're doing you know stuff like that so many cool like independent upcoming artists and things like that who are putting out amazing sort of music and um being on a platform like that where sort of profit sharing or profit distribution between artists and things like that could be really sort of nice to see. Yeah, the idea of like a, a decentralized record label where uh, a DAO could decide to fund certain artists that uh, maybe represent their, their brand or their culture or, um, or, or that just seemed like they could be profitable, you know? That's a cool sure. idea. That that's that's uh, I don't maybe that's out there. I haven't seen it, but um, it's it, it's a it's a potential, you know. When Noah audio. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, For James. now, I'm a cog in the machine, but uh, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, well, we're coming up to time anyway. Is there any sort of last words we want to have on communities or anything like that that we've discussed today? Personally, I think that, you know, one like nice way to end this talking about, uh, you know, whether it's art or music is, is you do have the ability to um, collaborate and create new economic models that are enforced by smart contracts or, you know, you could 
even do uh you know let's say you have a i guess an art you'd call it a gallery you have a decentralized gallery of nft artists that share revenue or um you know a label for musicians and you know one nice thing is you have community and it's a great way to also grow the community um you know there's a lot of people out there that may not understand blockchain technology or uh you know or you know it's kind of foreign to them but they do like art they do like music yep anything noah or adam sisyphus sorry uh um, i'll just I'll say it, it was great to have a new guest on and maybe we'll <laughs> see you back again maybe uh others out there can join as well yeah, I had to remind myself at times that I just wasn't watching the episode of Hash It Out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like listening to you guys talk, and then I see myself in, in, in a little screen. I'm like, oh, wait, I should probably have some input here. So That's hopefully funny. better. I'll be a little bit more – next time I'll be a little bit more chatty. Um, but just final thoughts on community. I think, you know, it's the Ergo community, um, you know, even though it's small – um, is strong and, and there's been, you know, a healthy fostering of, um, you know, an ideal and notion of collaboration um, and kind of moving forward. Um, and so I think, you know, just encourage people to find, you know, their place um, and, and, and let their passions lead them. You know, I shill NFTs, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I make, you know, a joke about that, but at the same time, you know, artists, you know, are making money off that and, you know, hopefully one day they'll be able to make a livelihood off that. Um, and so, but that's what I connect with. Um, so whether it be in the larger ecosystem or if, you know, people are inspired to really, um, participate and engage on a, on, on a wider scale and work with others, um, who are doing the same, you know, in the Sigma Not program. You know, just find your passions, whether it be content creation, translations, uh, whatever it is, and your talents, and and bring it to the table um, because it's all welcome and it's all um, you know permissionless. So do what you want, do what makes you happy, and you know help make Ergo great. <laughs> yeah, awesome. by all means, great words uh, for myself. It's probably one of the big ones. Um, like you can't fake community has been mentioned a couple of times uh you can't fake it you've either got it or you don't and i think we've got a nice big vibrant engaged community here at ergo and um it's it's a, a great deal it means a lot to me and um it's a big deal and uh value generation for um like nft artists projects anyone sort of wanting to interact with the ecosystem just by answering simple questions and things like that through that throughout different channels so uh, thanks to each and every um, Ergonaut out there. Uh, you make this place what it is. So, um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure chatting once again on Hash It Out. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Night, gentlemen. Have a good one, everybody. Ciao.